Welcome to the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. We provide education and information on senior care topics. Here's your host, Ryan McGinnis. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Caregiver's Toolbox, tools for everyday caregiving. It is Monday morning. We had a weekend, now it's time to have a week, and we are here to give you information and education on senior care topics. I, my name is Ryan McInniff, I am here with Janet. Janet, we are ready to start this day. It is what, 8, 16 and a half on a Monday morning. And we're on a roll. And we're on a roll. We're already, we're already feeling the pressure of getting it all done. So, we wanted to do a quick podcast because we didn't do one Friday. Uh, Got to be honest with you, you know, business comes first, podcast comes second, so... That's just the way it is. I'm trying to do at least three a week, but sometimes it's going to be two. Anyways, what we're talking about today are are something that happened in the last few weeks. Um, It's a bit controversial, but it's something that's going to be impacting a lot of different um, industries. And this is dealing with the Supreme Court. It's not dealing with who Trump picked. It's dealing with the fact that there was a 5-4 decision with Janus. And Janus was a, the Janus versus AFSM AFSCME, I don't even know what that stands for, but basically it was the court's ruling stating that uh, uh, unions do not have the authority to force people to pay their dues. And if they don't want to pay their dues, they have no way of making them do that. Um, This is a big decision because it is going to affect everything from Medicare, Medicaid, to police, to teachers, to uh, many different other unions. And basically what the ruling was was that uh, money is determined, money is the equivalent of free speech. So one of the issues that was going on was, let's say that you are a teacher and you are a Republican and you are being forced to pay union dues to somebody, um, to a union, excuse me, and that union more than often gives money to a Democratic uh, senators and president, uh, people running for senator and president and things like that, well, that's going against your your belief system. And because of that, that's infringing on your First Amendment rights from what I understand that is. And obviously it goes the other way. If you're a liberal and you are a part of a union that usually funds Republicans, that's uh, affecting your First Amendment rights. Um, that's kind of how I understand that, Janet. Are, are, you, are you aware of any difference on that than that I'm explaining it? No, I, I think you, you said it pretty well. And it's interesting because they've got the powers that be within the unions and whatever deciding what they're going to do. The average caregiver or teacher or person that doesn't follow the, what the union and all is doing is simply paying dues and they don't know where the money's going. Yeah, they don't know where the, they're, they're, they're in theory getting the benefits of that union because they're being forced to pay for it. But I think it came down to that those first, if you're infringing on the first amendment rights of somebody. So the reason why we bring this up is because this is going to affect many different um, industries. Um, Is this the death of unions? I have no idea. It's certainly a pretty big body blow, if not a really hard punch to the face for unions. If it's not going to be a knockout, I have no idea. But where there was a news article last week, um, because of this, this is affecting um, home health care workers because home health care workers are part of unions and they're getting reimbursed through Medicare and Medicaid. So they're considered a state union. They're, 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 they're basically state employees and they fall under the umbrella of this ruling. And so um, just some things that I've been reading on this article. 
Um, basically, it's saying in Illinois, 80,000 home care workers may also um, attempt to recover, not only leave the union, but recover getting tens of millions of dollars in union fees that have already been paid into these unions. And I think that's going to be a huge um, issue moving forward because um, I know that unions have recently affected uh, Massachusetts with um, uh, the unions trying to go in, trying to unionize home care workers that are going that are getting paid through um, ASAP programs, which are basically funded through Medicaid, and then um, the ASAP takes that money um, from Medicaid and uses it to um, pay these home care workers and these agencies who are providing care for people. So, Janet, with, without getting obviously too political with this, how do you think this is going to affect um, home care workers? Do you have any thoughts on this? But, uh, you know, we don't have to dive super deep into this, but I thought it was worthwhile in the senior care realm at least putting out a quick podcast to make people aware that um, home care workers are going to be affected by this as well. Yeah, I mean, there are people that are, are part of unions now, and if there are people that want to pull out, um, you're going to get angst in some corners between people that are in favor of staying in, in favor of getting out. It's almost like when someplace tries to go union that's not, and you get people taking sides and trying to talk other people into things. So you can get a little, uh, the natives can get a bit restless working through that. And, you know, it, it, it shows up after a while. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, we're dealing with huge amounts of money. I mean, we're, we're with that Illinois home care workers, they're, they're looking for as much as up to $32 million in reimbursements from the union. Um, I have to imagine that union would go bankrupt if they were forced to pay uh, even half of that amount of money because the union's dues that they take in obviously go to, um, uh, I, I imagine they obviously there's overhead of the union itself, payroll and rent and things like that. But on top of that, they're spending that money just like every other um, lobbyist is spending their money to try to get laws enforced and on the books and passed that um, are pro uh, the home care workers, or maybe pro the union, whichever way you want to look at that. Um, so I think that there's there's a there's a, a big risk with a lot of these um, these Medicare um, agencies. I mean, um, the one in Washington they're talking about um, basically that claims that the state was annually collecting three uh, percent of workers' pays and transferring them into the union. I mean, that's for somebody that isn't making a huge amount of money, that when you're dealing with home care workers that are, are generally living paycheck to paycheck um, or are living every other paycheck to every other paycheck, maybe yeah. they have two or three paychecks worth of savings in them, but they're not flush with cash. When you're taking 3% of their money every single year, and that may f- increase over time, that ends up being a huge chunk of change that they want that money back. Um, so it's certainly going to be very interesting. I, I found this information on Home Healthcare News. Um, and if you type in the, the, the Janice um, uh, uh, ruling, you'll see this. But it's just going to be an interesting year or two seeing how – because I have friends. I have friends that are police officers. I have friends that are state police officers, local police officers. I have friends that are in um, healthcare as nurses. I have friends that work for – contractors that build submarines all of those are union jobs and all of them in some way either directly with police officers and state police or indirectly 
are getting money from the federal government or the or state government, right? You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the hospitals are getting reimbursed somehow through Medicare and Medicaid and Mass Health or whatever it might be. And a number of these jobs, especially in the healthcare industry, can be part-time jobs, which means they have more than one employer. Yes. And they're, it's, it's going to be a little bit of a tangled rat's nest to figure yeah. out, I think. So I don't know how that's going to affect it when you're dealing with, you know, we obviously know that people that are directly employed by the state and have a union are going to be, things are changing for them one way or another. Mm -hmm. Is that going to affect third parties? Is that going to affect people that are contracted? You know, the the Lockheed Martins, the electric boats, the, I don't know how that works. Those are private companies, but they're making huge amounts of money and their primary customers are the federal government usually. So I don't know how that's going to work, but it's certainly going to be the, the, the floor is shifting a little bit under our feet, and it's going to be interesting to see how this, uh, what the cause of an effect of this is. Um, and we wanted to make you aware of that. Do you have any final closing thoughts on it, Janet? No, just a matter of, like, I think it's good to bring up in the podcast because it's something that um, affects all the people that take care of all our people. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for listening. I appreciate it. This was a quick one, but we wanted you make, to make you aware of it. Um, the article we were talking about is, is titled Home Care Workers Sue for Reimbursement of Union Fees in Wake of Janus. Anyways, have a great day, and we will see you on the next one.